0: Okay, we are, or I am speaking on blood pressure tonight, and I'll be talking about what blood pressure is, what you can do to regulate it, what's the difference between high and low blood pressure, is low blood pressure a problem, and what products and what foods you can eat to help sort out blood pressure problems. Good news about blood pressure is that I've never found a person who can't sort their blood pressure out with a change in diet and lifestyle. I've never yet found one single person. And my husband, Mark, is the prime example of blood pressure at the age of 19 when he went to the army and had to have an insurance policy out in case he got killed. His blood pressure was 160 over 110, and there wasn't an insurance company that would insure him. In those days, if you weren't healthy, insurance companies weren't obligated to insure you. Nowadays, you're not allowed to turn people away. So they wanted to put him on medication, and his main reason for not going on it, he didn't. At that point, he didn't want to go on it. He didn't think about it. He just left it. When we got married, he had to have another insurance policy. He was working for a big company, and... They said, you're going to have to go on medication, and I encouraged him to read the insert. And he read the insert, and he wasn't too concerned about developing diabetes, which is a side effect of taking blood pressure medication. He wasn't that concerned about any other side effects like an enlarged heart and stuff like that. What concerned him the most was that the side of one of the major side effects for men is erectile dysfunction. And we hadn't been married that long, so his word to the doctor was, I would rather die than take this drug. <laughs> rather have a heart attack. So then he came to me, please, what can I do? And over the years, this is what I've realized, okay? So blood pressure, what is it? It's the pressure of the blood against the walls of the arteries. It's basically what it is. Blood pressure results from two forces. One is created by the heart as it pumps blood into the arteries, so the heart is pumping into the arteries, and through the circulatory system. The other is the force of the arteries as they resist the blood flow. So it's like how strong are those arteries and how much are they resisting it. And all of that, if it's going well, doesn't put any strain on your heart. But if your blood pressure is high, it puts tremendous strain on your heart. So what do the blood pressure numbers indicate? The higher or systolic number represents the the pressure while the heart contracts to pump blood to the body. And the lower diastolic number represents the pressure when the heart relaxes between the beats. So that's what you're getting. So the systolic pressure is always stated first. So the upper one is always like 118 over 76. 118 means 118 is systolic. That is... The pressure while the heart contracts to pump the blood to the body, and then 76 is the pressure when the heart relaxes between the beats. So obviously, the less pressure there is, the less effort there is from the heart. And the heart, in fact, um, when you're a child, your blood pressure is 90 over 60. And Dr. Walker from Dr. A R P Walker, he was head of the medical research in Braamfontein, just outside Johannesburg. And when I was busy studying nutrition research and lifestyle, I used to go and visit him and ask him a whole lot of questions. And um, he was talking about blood pressure. And I said, no, I have very low blood pressure. And he said, what was it? And I said, 90 over 60. He said, you don't have low blood pressure. You have perfect blood pressure. That's a child's blood pressure. It should never go up. It's only 120 over 80 because that's what most adults in Westernized cultures are. That's not normal. Normal is 90 over 60. So when you go to your doctor, and he doesn't know this because all he knows is 90 over, uh, you know, I mean 120 over 80 at least. He knows 120 over 80. That's what he knows because it shouldn't go over that. So if it's at 120 over 80 or it's 118 over 75, they're quite happy. But as Dr. Walker says, you've still got strain on the heart. You've got strain on the system. It shouldn't go over ninety, over sixty. That's what it should stay. So and you can just you can understand it because what it means is the heart is not working that hard to to pump the blood around you, your body because your pressure your blood pressure is controlled. So we're going to take a look at what controls it. Um, your blood pressure is basically controlled by your hormonal system. Hormones are chemicals that are produced by various glands, and then they travel to different parts of the body and make chemical reactions take place, which results in certain functions taking place. One of those is blood pressure. And if your blood pressure is too high, chances of it being too low is extremely rare. And too low would mean that you've either lost a whole lot of blood and you're bleeding to death or that you've taken some kind of medication or drug that's affecting your blood pressure and you could be on your way to die if it's dropping too low. So very often when people are really tired, they'll tell you that my blood pressure is low. Blood pressure is never a problem when it's 90 over 60. It only becomes more noticeable if your blood sugar happens to be very low. And you tend to find in people that when blood pressure is high, blood sugar can go high. It runs in families. You'll find that there's diabetes, high blood sugar in families, that families or the people with the diabetes are more likely to have high blood pressure. And, in fact, the medication, as I said earlier on, that you take for blood pressure, one of the known side effects is diabetes. So blood pressure, when I've dealt with diabetics, my first question is, are you on blood pressure medication? And they'll say, how do you know? And I'll say, I bet you started taking the blood pressure medication before you developed the diabetes. They said, how do you know? I said, because the number one side effect from taking blood pressure medication is diabetes. And every person I've ever asked who has high blood pressures, um, who is is diabetic, type 2 diabetic, um, which is the people that take the tablets and sometimes can end up taking um, the injection for it. When I've asked them, they've all been on 95, maybe even 99% of the people that are diabetic that I've met as adults have been on blood pressure medication, um, usually for anywhere from 2 to 10 years before they develop the diabetes. Yeah. So <clears throat> diabetes is a disease of the hormonal system, the endocrine system as well. So you've never solved the problem. You just, you're just treating the symptom, and now it's moving somewhere else. So what is going to help, okay? So let's take a look at it. <coughs> um, hypertension is high blood pressure blood pressure, hypotension is low blood pressure. But as I said, they really don't have low blood pressure unless you've taken some hectic drug or you're bleeding to death. Um, Right. Some of the other side effects, just out of interest so that you know, taking blood pressure medication doesn't solve the problem. It moves it somewhere else. That's what it does, okay? So diabetes is, as I say, a very high chance of developing it. But other side effects of taking blood pressure medication are hives, which is also known as urticaria. You get welts on your skin. You can have these flu-like symptoms. Uh, Rashes, sensitivity to light, joint aches, confusion, loss of libido, erectile dysfunction, weakness, dizziness, lack of energy, numbness in the extremities. Your hands and your feet can feel numb. Depression, anger, moodiness. Muscle spasms, kidney damage, gout, and long-term side effects, as I said, are diabetes. So how can you lower your blood pressure naturally? Blood pressure responds very quickly to a change in diet, and when you realize that your hormonal system is actually controlling it, it's pretty easy to, to control. The first thing that I found that upsets and can promote blood pressure problems, number one on the list would be caffeine. One of the Side effects on caffeine in the body is if you're somebody who suffers from lower or you have lower blood pressure anyway, and doesn't matter what you eat or drink, your blood pressure stays ninety over sixty, I could have loads of coffee, I could eat anything I wanted to, sugar, alcohol, meat, it didn't make any difference. It did nothing to my blood pressure. Nothing. I would find that my blood pressure, blood sugar would go down and my blood pressure might have dropped marginally. But it really did nothing at the time to it. But I did find that when I was drinking caffeine, I used to feel very dizzy when I stood up fast, which is a sign of your blood pressure being just a little bit too low. Mark, on the other hand, consumed caffeine, and his blood pressure, as I told you, was 160 over 110. So when we took him off caffeine, it came down considerably. Uh, when I say he caught off caffeine, he stopped drinking coffee. He was quite a big coffee drinker. He was one of those people that his mom would have a mug of coffee on his bedside when he woke up and he was opened his eyes, there was coffee next to him. Whereas my family, we weren't allowed coffee until we were 13, and by then we weren't that interested. So he was a good little caffeine addict when I met him, and he drank a lot of tea as well. He grew up with Scottish grandparents who made a whole ritual of drinking tea and China teacups and letting the tea leaves draw and all of this stuff. So he was, and he drank a lot of Coca-Cola, and he liked chocolates. So his blood pressure was pretty high. So we started changing his diet. Uh, The Coke went when he married me because I said to him, look, you can drink Coke outside of the house, but you're not bringing it into my house. And especially once we have children, you can't drink it in front of them. So you've got to make sure that if you're going to drink it, it's going to be at work. So neither me nor the kids see you drinking it. (laughs) But fortunately for him, he's interested in preserving his own health, the thought of being unhealthy and sick frightens him enormously so he's motivated to be healthy so he he was fine and he started to cut down the coffee and reduce it dr- dramatically and his blood pressure wasn't was probably 130 over 85 90 maximum that's where it came down to without medication um, and then as we started to consume less and less animal products so his blood pressure came down and down and down and down the last time he had it tested was when he rode the Argus, it was the hottest day. Of the August was over 100, it was 114 kilometers that year, and um, it was the hottest August ever. People were watering, standing in their driveways, watering all the cyclists with hose pipes. The, they ran out of water halfway, the 75 or 70 kilometer mark. There was no more water at the watering holes, it was just coke and energy. Oh, coke! That <laughs> should help yeah. <laughs> it's okay. One kilometre from the end, somebody came through Mark, between Mark and I, and clicked Mark's handlebar and knocked him off his bike. he must have been doing 40 kilometres an hour down a hill. So he got a shock, and he was sitting there, and was quite nauseous from the shock of falling off so fast, and his clothes were torn. There was a little bit of bleeding and stuff. Then the ambulance came along, picked him up, put him in the back of the ambulance, took his blood pressure and said, Oh, my word, something's wrong here. Because they asked him how old he was, and I think at the time he was... 60, 59, 60. And they said, something's wrong. And I was looking through the window because they wouldn't let me into the ambulance. I'm standing on my toes looking through the window. And I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? What? And they said, no, his blood pressure is too low. I said, what is his blood pressure? And they said, it's 100 over 75. No, 100 over 70. That's what his blood pressure was. That's too low for a man of his age. And I said, but he's a vegetarian. Yeah. And they said to me, if he's a vegetarian – He can go. All vegetarians have low blood pressure. Now, these are the paramedics saying this. My question is why are the doctors not saying you need to eat vegetables and fruit and be vegan or vegetarian? Because the paramedics know vegetarians have low blood pressure. What do they do? They put you on medication because they don't want to tell you to stop drinking. Before I get there, I want to finish the caffeine story. Mark was then drinking only one cup of tea a day before we did the, the Argus and he was still having a panic attack occasionally, and that was the caffeine doing it. So as much as it wasn't affecting his blood pressure that much, it was now causing panic attacks. So it was affecting his heart and central nervous system because his heart would race and his mind would race and he would wake up in the middle of the night with this overwhelming sense of panic. Anyway. As we improved our diet, we started eating less and less and less animal products. Still, eventually, we were vegetarian, and then we eventually became vegan. And that's when Mark's blood pressure has been its lowest. It's basically at 90 over 60 on a bad, very, very hot day after he's dug a big hole. It was the January. We had to dig a hole for a new tree. And he said, I still had my blood pressure um, monitor actually worked. And he said, take my blood pressure. I'm sure it's gone up. And it was 100 over 70. Wow. It was like. It was one of those days where it went up to like 42 degrees, that kind of day, okay? So his blood pressure was is now at a normal child's level. Um, we still haven't had a doctor's ball for over 30 years, and it clearly works for us. But I want to explain mm-hmm. to you other things that affect blood pressure, okay? Caffeine is one. The next thing is a very powerful effect on blood pressure, and that is animal protein, animal products. Mm-hmm. It's not just concentrated protein because – Cheese and yogurt and milk and eggs all contain this as well. It's something called arachidonic acid. It sounds like a spider, and I mm-hmm. suppose you could say it is A R A C H I N I Arachidonic I D O N I C No D O N I C. Arachidonic Acid. Arachidonic acid is something that you find It's something we make in our body with omega-3. So if we're getting omega-3 from avocados and nuts and seeds and stuff like that, your body makes arachidonic acid only when it needs it. And what it needs it for is to push your blood pressure up to cause blood clots and to um, cause inflammation. Inflammation is a response by the body to start the healing process. Lots of blood goes to a point, it swells up and goes red and becomes sensitive, which makes you protect it. So it's part of the healing process. But if you have inflammation that just goes on and on and on and on for days and weeks and months and years, you've got a serious problem going on there, okay? Blood clots can be serious. If you've got blood clots just forming because you're eating arachidonic acid any time of the day or night, you can have a stroke. One can go into your brain, end up with paralysis, you can end up dying, or you can end up losing you know, the use of your arm or your leg or your speech can be impaired. But arachidonic acid actually pushes up blood pressure. So if you're eating animal products and your blood pressure is high, the, the quickest way to get it done is to just go on a vegan diet. Just eat whole food, whole natural plant foods. That's what you eat. Fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds, avocados, whole grains, legumes. Those are the things. It's the quickest way. And the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine in Washington, D.C., headed by Dr. Neil Barnard, put people with high blood pressure onto a whole food plant-based diet and their blood pressure just normalizes with no drugs. So none of these side effects of diabetes or erectile dysfunction or hives or rashes or depression or mood swings and all of the stuff that goes goes with it. So you've got to be focusing on (coughs) removing animal products, removing caffeine. Those are the two things. Then you've got to look at your endocrine system. Your hormonal system will not function properly if you're not exercising outdoors for at least 20 minutes a day. That's what you need to aim for, okay? So it's a brisk walk. You can do other exercises. You can cycle indoors and go to gym, but you need 20 minutes outside because natural sunlight and exercise have this like quadruple effect when you do the two together because they have a powerful effect on the whole hormonal system. They regulate the pineal gland, which is situated in your brain behind your eyes. That regulates melatonin and serotonin, which helps your hormonal system work properly. It regulates the way your thyroid gland functions. It regulates your adrenal gland function. And your adrenal glands are the little glands that sit on top of your kidneys. They're the size of an almond. And they regulate your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Those adrenal glands can't handle caffeine. And they don't handle this continuous amount of arachidonic acid in you don't need arachidonic acid all day, three times a day. You don't. Your body will make arachidonic acid to clot your blood if you're bleeding, to cause inflammation or to increase your blood pressure if you're in a dangerous position, but only when it needs it. If you're getting it if you're getting natural plant fats, as I said, unheated, unprocessed plant fats. So it's your body should be making that, that arachidonic acid only when it needs it. But now you're getting it in. Most people, three, four to five times a day. Mm-hmm. And you're snacking on a bit of biltong here, you're having a cheese sandwich there, you're having a bit of milk in your coffee and tea, arachidonic, arachidonic acid, arachid- mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. You could be getting it 12 times a day if you're having four cups of tea and two cups of coffee and a sandwich and a donut that's got some cream in it. You start adding it up. It's just coming in all day long. I'm, mm-hmm. It's not surprising that heart disease is one of the number one killer in a westernized country like South Africa, followed very, very closely by cancer and then diabetes. But heart disease is one of the results of having high blood pressure that's not regulated. So you've got to get the hormonal system working properly. And when you exercise outdoor for 20 minutes a day, you're regulating at least at least 16 to 18 hormones. We make over two dozen, but 16 to 18 of those hormones. Of those 16 to 18, probably all of them have some effect on blood pressure, some of them very direct, some of them in a very roundabout way. But remember, your hormonal system is like an orchestra. And when the violin or the string section is not playing, it doesn't sound nice. It's not going to work properly. It's just not going to sound like it should. If the percussion section is out or the brass section is out, something's going to go wrong. And that's what happens. If the thyroid's not working properly and you've got a meta- metabolism problem, you might think, oh, well, I'm putting on weight and I'm sluggish, my brain's not working, my skin's dry. You don't realize that you're actually affecting your entire hormonal system, your immune system, your ability to heal itself, your blood pressure, your bowels, everything. And we'll do on another talk, maybe next week we'll talk about the hormonal system because that is probably the core system that you need to know how to function, how to deal with it properly. But getting back to blood pressure, okay, you need to make sure you're getting the right essential fatty acids. The right fatty acids are the ones that – you find in plant extracts you need omega-3s your adrenal glands need omega-3s you need some omega-6s it's very easy to get lots of omega-6 the difficult one is getting enough omega-3s and the best source is from flax or hemp seed oil the product that works the best that i've seen is amega from aim and now i don't have shares in the business but i have to be honest with you it works the best and i think the reason is they nitrogen flush they pump all the oxygen out when they put it in their gelatin capsule. And so it's nitrogen flushed so it can't go rancid. When you just put it into a bottle, the minute you open that lid, oxygen gets in and the oil starts to decay and and to um, oxidize. And that oxidized oil is not good for us either. Okay. So when it's been encapsulated like that, it's not in all capsules. It's just the amega. The amega is the only product I know that they're nitrogen flush. It costs money. People don't want to do it. If you find that oil is repeating on you and you have it and it repeats like fish oil does it, it's because it's rancid. Other oils can also repeat on you because they're rancid, okay? So be careful of the oils. amega is the one that I know. And of course, if you're an A-member, you get it at the discount. So it makes a big, a big, a a lot of sense, okay? So lack of essential fatty acids, lack of exercise and sunlight are going to upset the hormonal system. You've got the good fats in. You've got the natural sunlight in. It's going to help. You're going to take the caffeine out. Replace it with natural herb teas, things that don't contain caffeine, and for those of you who might be taking green tea, might be eating raw cacao, they all contain caffeine. It's in coffee and teas and colas and raw cacao, and people are like, what, green tea has got caffeine in it? Yes, it's made from the same plant. It's called Camellia sinensis. It's exactly the same plant as the one that you get the black tea from. Black tea's just been fermented. Green tea is just the same leaves before you ferment them. They both contain the same amount of caffeine. So I'm busy talking to this woman the other day, and she says to me, <clears throat> she's got these lumps in her breasts on the one side that sort of move around and come and go. I said, you consume caffeine. She says, kind of tries not to look at me because her <laughs> diet is so good. She said, well, have a bit of coffee. I said, well, not even one cup would do it. Do you have any other caffeine? Do you have any raw cacao or green tea? She said, I love green tea. Absolutely love green tea. Her husband tells me he's drinking two liters of green tea a day because it was keep him going. I said, Yes. And I can see from your eyes and the dark rings under your eyes that you're actually exhausted. You can't function without that green tea because now what's happening is you're whipping your adrenal glands, and something else is going to give, probably adrenal exhaustion, or you end up with some some other endocrine problem. I said, you better start weaning yourself off. You can't just stop caffeine. Most people can't stop it, okay? Because you get headaches, nausea, insomnia, and irritability, and it's not funny. And you can feel, especially if you've been drinking more than one or two cups a day, you can feel completely exhausted, totally exhausted, because your blood pressure will react. It will drop further. Your blood sugar will drop. Your whole endocrine system has been whipped like a donkey, and if you stop whipping the donkey, the donkey just collapses in a heap. That's what happens to your adrenal glands. When you take the caffeine out, they kind of crash. And they are a very important part of the hormonal system. So you're dealing with a hormonal system when you're dealing with blood pressure. So it's important to understand that. And that's why it's so wrong when we take medication for the symptoms of blood pressure because you're not sorting out the problem. Now let's get to the salt issue because everybody's like, what about salt? What about salt? The salt effects, it's you going to take... I have seen people on salt-free diets for 15 years, and it makes no difference to their blood pressure whatsoever. They're on medication, and it's just not coming down to where it should be. Increase the plant food, and they can actually use a herb salt, and it does nothing to them. I changed our salts and brought out the three salts, the, the herb salt and the seasoning salt and the garlic and herb salt, because Mark is such a huge salt eater. He will not even taste food. He just pours salt on his food before he puts a mouthful in. And I said to him, Mark, you've got to stop. And he wouldn't stop. So I started making these salts to get him to have salt but with herbs in it. So at least he was getting half herbs, half salt. Here's the thing. Mark's blood pressure, as I said to you, is round somewhere between 170 and 90 over 60. 100 over 70 is on a bad day. And he still puts salt on his food every single day. He just some days can't get enough of this stuff. So I have done as much research as I possibly can. And in all the, in all the programs where they've tested to see the how salt affects your <coughs> blood pressure, the people were all consuming a, an animal protein-based diet, all of them. And people that eat more animal protein are going to add more salt because meat tastes terrible and fish tastes awful and chicken tastes terrible without salt. And they found that people, when they're talking about a high salt diet, they're talking about people eating fried foods, fried chips, fried this, fried that, fried the next thing. And now you've got a heated processed fat coming into the body, blocks your body's ability to use essential fatty acids. So even if you're a vegetarian eating fried foods, you could have blood pressure problems. So even though you're not getting the arachidonic acid, the fried Foods, the fried fats, are blocking your body's ability to use omega 3s and 6s. So your adrenal glands can't work properly and your blood pressure can go up. Depends on your genetic makeup. You find that in families where there's high blood pressure, that's your weak spot. Families where there's just 90 over 60 blood pressure, you find it's not a problem whatsoever. Okay? So let's take a look at this. All right? So we're going to remove all the rachidonic acid, all the heated fats. she means no fried foods, no animal products. What are you going to eat in place of animal products? If you can't remember, go back and listen to the podcast on protein. It's free. Just go onto the podcast and listen to the one on protein. But your best sources are nuts and seeds, tahini, legumes such as chickpeas, beans. Uh, and there are so many delicious things that you can make with, with all of these products. It's absolutely delicious. You have no excuse. There are nearly 1 billion, 1 to 2 billion more vegetarians worldwide than there are meat eaters. More people are vegetarian because more people are poor in the world and poor people tend to eat more vegetables in their diet Mm -hmm. and they can't afford to eat meat. It always makes me laugh when somebody says it's so expensive to be vegan. I'm like, what? (laughs) The poorest nations in the world are all vegan or vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Beans cost nothing. You don't have to be eating cashew nuts and olives every day at all. Just take the pumpkin seeds that you used to throw away and eat those things, okay? Right, so a good source of omega-3 and 6, as I said, avocados, raw nuts and seeds, olives, and I said aim, AIM's omega. I'm just recapping here. We do find that um, you do need to make sure you've got enough dark green leafy vegetables in your diet, and one of the ways I do that is I take barley grass juice every morning. It's sprouted grains, which contains a vitamin E sustenate, which is a precursor It's the juice from sprouted grains. It's a precursor to vitamin E, and that precursor, what it does is it has a natural anti-inflammatory effect on the body. It also provides you with all the nutrients you need to make the conversions of the omega-3s and omega-6s into all the EPAs and DHAs and CLAs and all these different fatty acids that we need for our bodies to actually function properly. So, the dark green leafy vegetables, which I take in the form of barley life and omega, are the two <coughs> products that I tell everybody if you can't take anything, just take those two products. Just try and take those two products, okay? Because it's like the two things we just don't get enough. If we don't get enough omega 3s, we don't get enough dark green, we don't get enough sprouted greens in our diets. We just, we just don't. Most sprouts taste awful. Or we just forgot to make them or forgot to buy them or anything else. By the time you've bought sprouts or made them every day, you may as well have bought yourself a bottle of barley grass juice that's been dried, okay? If you don't like the green taste? You can always have it in capsule form. <laughs> All right. So you do get used to, cool. yeah. do get used to the barley know. grass juice and you start to crave it. It's like mother's milk. So <laughs> um, there's not much more to say on that. Well, I could keep talking forever in a day, but I'm trying to keep this as short and sweet as possible. If you start working on those areas, exercise, getting the animal products out, getting more whole, natural plant foods in your diet, getting your essential fatty acids, getting the caffeine out, you're going to find within 6 to 12 weeks your blood pressure is going to stabilize pretty quickly. Within two years, it's going to be down where it should be completely. The longest I've found anybody take is about two years, but most people within… Six to twelve weeks, it's right down to where it should be. It's very quick. It's a quick response, but not with everybody, especially when they've been on medication for long periods of time. So I do recommend. Oh, there are some other things you can do to take bring your blood pressure down really, really quickly. And one of those things, in fact, it's the one thing that I just left out altogether, it's beetroot juice or beet juice. Beet juice increases your nitric oxide levels. And nitric oxide it increases the amount of oxygen that you're transporting and basically opens up your arteries, like opens them up wider. Now, if you open up your arteries wider in your body, your body's doing this, blood pressure is going to fall immediately because there's not that much pressure. Think of it this way. If you've got a thin garden hose and you turn the tap on full, it <coughs> like squirts everywhere at high pressure. So you've got a big, fat garden hose and you turn the same tap on and it trickles out the end because… It's so nice and wide, and you've got no pressure. It's the same thing with the arteries. The arteries open up more when you take beets. Now, you can make your own beetroot juice if you want to. You can drink the dried beet juice called Ready Beets, which comes from the AIM company, and you can get it at the wholesale price. And you can take something that the athletes like to take called Ready Beets, which is concentrated beet juice. Basically, what they've done is they've reduced it and removed a lot of the water, so it's more like a syrup, and they mix it with cherry juice. The interesting thing is that, not only do the beats reduce your blood pressure levels, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't reduce it. If your blood pressure is like mine, 90 over 60, it doesn't bring it down at all. So you don't just keep going lower and lower. So it just brings it back to where it should be. But it doesn't only help to regulate your blood pressure, it actually helps tremendously with exercise and endurance and energy. And the reason for that is when you increase nitric oxide, it's like turbo boosting your body. You burn oxygen more efficiently which means you have more energy, your brain is working more efficiently, and your body is getting nutrients around more efficiently. So if I had to add any other juice that I say absolutely you've got to have, once you're having barley and omega, I'd say start with the ready beets. Um, you can drink the red rush as you want to as a juice. I love. I'll actually pour us some now. We'll have red rush with some sparkling grape water and some ice, and you'll just see how absolutely delicious it is. But they're different. You can take the ready beets and do the same thing. Instead of having a glass of whiskey in the evening, you can take your beet juice, put a little bit of ginger and carrot juice with it if you want. You can use the just carrots in the powdered form or use fresh carrot juice. And you drink that as your little evening cocktail. I mean, why does it have to be something alcoholic? And here's the interesting thing. If you have beets at night, it doesn't hype you up at all because it's not hyping up your brain. It's making you use oxygen more efficiently. So you're less likely to snore. Wow you'll sleep better and you'll wake up like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Oh, let's get some. (laughs) Yeah, let's get some, okay? So here's the thing. For an overall program that will help you correct your endocrine function and regulate your blood pressure, I highly recommend the free 100 Days to Health.co.za program. It's absolutely essential that you get going on that if you haven't done it. If you have done it, get going with the – Um, send it to everybody you know. Anybody complains about anything, just send the 100 days. It's free. It's a way we can get the world healthy for free, seriously. It's a wonderful thing to do. And at the same time, the 100 days to health, if you do get people onto it and they do start using AIM products and you're a member, it's a way to build an income for you. You can build a very good income. If you're an affiliate member, you can refer people to some of the other products that will help them as well, natural foods and snacks and beans and brown rice. And Before you know it, you're earning a really decent income and you can do the stuff that you love doing, like your charity work, because you're not worrying about it. Now you've got extra income to actually help the, the charities that you're working with and the poor people that you're working with. Or you're you teaching because you love teaching, not because you have to earn an income, not that you have to earn. It. Or you're selling houses because you just love people and you love houses. You're not like, oh, gosh, I haven't had a sale this month. <laughs> yeah, you are, you know, like, you know, comfortable. You're earning a good income. And it's, I know it's possible because I know that I have not only myself, but I've met and worked with many people personally who earn very exceptionally good incomes. So 100daystohealth.co.za days is the program to go to. It's free. There's no catches. You don't need to take the products. Just get onto the hundred days itself. Without the products, you'll still benefit from following the hundred days. Okay. But we'll just so we don't no, just go actually, straight on the way